morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the third and final hour today of the Live with Rank Show. Tomorrow is Free Speech Friday. If you'd like, you guys drive the content of the show. Help me produce the show. I heard this yesterday, and I kind of chuckled because I've been in this long enough to know what happens. Nearly eight in ten State of the Union watchers approved of Biden's remark, according to a CBS YouGov poll. 78% of those surveyed approved of his remarks during the State of the Union address. Who do you think was the main group watching Biden's State of the Union address? I bet you most of you didn't watch it. And that probably is the same when it goes for, for, well, during Trump's time, I think the left probably watched it just to get angry because they like to get angry. They like to do and watch and see and listen to things that get them angry. And then they try to cancel them. That was my thought. Oh, come on. I know it's, it's, it's a push poll. Most of the people who watched that anyway, anyway were... Uh, Democrat. And quite honestly, it's words. I, for one, don't even believe they should have a state of the state or state of the union address. Just mail them something. Everything they say isn't true in most case, in many cases, I should say. It's just a big theater. One side gets up and uh, are all uh, excited because it's their guy or their gal who is saying what they're saying the other side sits down and then vice versa so in reading this piece they say those surveyed were also asked to check all of the feelings they applied to them after watching his speech and many said they came away with positive feelings 67 percent said they felt optimistic and over 50 percent said they felt proud take away the proud part optimistic Optim- uh, about what? Said in contrast, 20% of respondents said they felt pessimistic, 13% said they felt angry, and 9% said they felt scared. Scared? <laughs> when asked about Biden's policies, those survey responded more positively in multiple areas after the speech than they had before. As in 79% of respondents said the president's policies would help control the coronavirus pandemic really it hasn't to date i mean what we're seeing now is just herd immunity thanks to omicron omicron or what do they cron it in fact more people have caught covid and died from covid a lot more people than under trump and trump didn't have the vaccines like he gave to the Biden administration. 71% said that Biden's policies will effectively, uh, would deal effectively with Russia. Oh, you mean like the ones that were, we're going to sanction you? If you do it, we're going to sanction you. You know, like that one? If you eat that cookie, you're going in the corner. Would it ever work? 60% 60, 64% said that spending more money will help inflation. The government giving, uh, putting more money out there will help inflation. 
Now, those 64% have no idea what causes inflation. And it's very simple. Too much money going after too few goods. So this 64% believe that Biden, because Biden said, if we spend more government money, if we borrow more money from future generations and spend it and put more money into the market going after the same amount of goods, that'll help inflation. I mean, you really have to be stupid to think that. I mean that. I don't, again, I'm not trying to be mean. You've got to be a buffoon, a bobblehead to think that, or again, maybe you don't know the definition of inflation and you shouldn't be answering questions if you don't know the definition about inflation, if you don't know the definition of inflation. Too many dollars going after too few goods. 64% of people who watched that State of the Union address said, if we put more dollars into that equation, that's going to decrease inflation. Now, it said a CNN poll said that the majority of those surveyed watched Biden see 71% had a positive reaction to it. Though CNN noted, and I give CNN credit this, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's because of their new boss. CNN noted that the friendlier audiences and more Democrats than Republicans tend to be attracted to these speeches. Exactly. So they did admit, yes, we're, in, we're, we're only surveying those who watched the speech, and most of the people who watched the speech were from the left. So, of course, it's going to skew the numbers. In fact, the CBS YouGov poll said 50% of respondents identified as Democrats, 21% as Republicans, 28% as Independents. So Democrats had a basically 29% uh, difference in there. Lines are open, 269-441-9595. We talked about or actually interviewed David Coleman first thing at the beginning of the show. He was in front of the Michigan Supreme Court arguing a case against Dana Nessel, our attorney general here in the state of Michigan. I asked him to come on and talk about it, and he did. You can hear it if you hadn't had the opportunity to listen to it. It's very interesting. It has to do with the Elliott Larson Civil Rights Act, and it really has to do with Dana Nessel and the left are asking the judges to do what the legislators didn't want to do and what the people didn't want to do. So they're going around the people and they're going around their elected representatives and asking, well, since those guys won't allow us to do this, we want you to. And the case is simply comes down to the word sex in the civil rights bill, the Elliott Larson civil rights bill. What does sex mean to those people who created the law? Does it mean biological or anything? Dana Nessel and people who are on her side believe it should mean anything they want it to mean. Dave Coleman and his clients, well, because of this client's case, sits there and says, you guys can change it to it means anything you want. You just can't ask a judge to change it because the legislature debated whether they should put sexual orientation in it. And they said, no, it's a very interesting interview and it should be up 
sometime after the show today, this afternoon, you can go to my flagship station site, WBCKFM.com. Top left-hand corner, you'll see quick links. Click on Radio On Demand. That's our podcast tool. I also interviewed Congressman Peter Meyer at the beginning of the second hour, if you'd like to hear his thoughts on the current events that are happening out there today. And then you can go to the websites of the stations you're listening to me on, or immediately I know it's up on the WBCKFM.com website. Strange Matter Coffee Shop, Wines, and Lansing Brewing Company canceled MAGA Mixer. It's all about a coffee shop in the city of Lansing not uh, being frightened that a another business was holding an event later this month as a political organization or as a MAGA, Make America Great Again Mixer. So people who believe in uh, America, who believe, who are pro-America, who are pro-American policies uh, will get together and they wanted nothing to do with that. They don't, which tells me they don't believe in any of that, right? So they tweeted out to all of their, uh, whoever follows them, uh, to encourage them to contact Lansing Brewing Company and tell them to cancel their event. Apparently, they were contacted. Lansing Brewing Company canceled their event. Don't take it out on Lansing Brewing Company. I noticed someone wrote on a Facebook page comment that the right won't go there. I'm, I, I think more people from the right should go to Lansing Brewing Company to show them you'll have their backs in the future. Who you should cancel is the Strange Matter Coffee Shop. They are the ones who rebel in, in canceling. They want to be part of the cancel culture. Give it to them. Now, if you are to contact them, be nice, be respectful, use your... Uh, your quiet voice, your inside voice. Don't call them names. Just kind of say what I said. Hey, just let you know we're, we're going to give you what you want. And the bigger picture is why is the left so into canceling people? I, as I point, pointed out prior to the break, I think it's because they're frightened of other people's ideas. If you think different than them, they are frightened of you. They're scared I don't think they've probably ever really grown up. I mean, they're in adult bodies, but they're they're just, uh, what do they call them, Karens? I think that they have hate in their heart, soul, and mind. They would never think that or tell you that, but they just seem to hate everybody and everything that doesn't agree with them. Don't give that to them. Just let them know your thoughts. 269-441-9595. Lines are open. You're listening to Live with Rank. We'll be right back after this. The Live with Rank show, and I do appreciate that. Lines are open. 269-441-9595. Let's go to those lines. And Vermontville, thank you for calling in, Randy. Appreciate that. Do you have a thought about what I just was talking about, the cancel culture? What is that? Oh, the cancel culture, yes, Rank. Thanks for uh, speaking with me. I... um. I've been canceled by a couple of my, I guess now, former friends who uh, both quit answering their phone and talking to me a couple of years ago after one of them took a picture of me wearing a Trump 2020 hat. And it just blew me away because I knew they were both liberal and I've been friends with them for, well, one of them for over 40 years, the other one for probably 25. And I just thought, 
I I always knew their their leanings and and you know I always just I could still be friends with them you know it, it just uh, amazed me but it amazes me that these are all the same people who scream diversity and inclusiveness but they're the first to cancel and they they they're the I told him he's the true hater you know you can see it and it, it just amazes me well what surprises me is that they, uh, just for wearing a hat, number one, just for wearing a hat, they, well, they cancel you. Yeah. Basically, uh, because I supported the man they hate. And why, well, why do you think they hate him so much? That, that I can't understand. I, I haven't been able to speak to him for... Uh, one of them was a year ago, February, was the last he called and expressed his hatred about, you know, my 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 beliefs, I guess. So, Randy, but you I are mean, proof, are that- if I may, you are proof, and you you hear in my words about them hating so much. It's true. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I would I, love to have a sit-down, you know, nice I, conversation you know, I, to find out why they have so much hate in their hearts, souls, and minds. Now, they, they won't, they wouldn't accept that. They probably would say, no, we don't, but you could see it. No, they just, they know what I believe, I guess. And, and I, I made friends from high school with the one fellow and, uh, uh, you know, we've, we've been good friends for, for that whole time until the other fellow sent the picture of me with my hat on. And then neither one of them spoke to me, period. You know, I could not get them to answer the phone anymore. And and yet you were saying so, they, these are the people. I, I, I Again, I kind of forgot a little bit what you said. You were saying these are the people who do what? They believe in diversity and inclusiveness. Wow. Which, obviously, they're proven to you that they don't. Right. They're liberals that believe that, but they don't. Yes. They say one thing and they mean something else and, and they are uh, 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 really espouse something else. And then, and that's just, that's just well, too I've, good. I've been friends with all different kinds of people. Um, I get along fine with nice people, no matter what they look like or who they sleep with, you know, or, or how they vote. It does not matter to me, but that's not true of the liberals. It's, it's just so amazing to me. And they don't see it. That's what's even more no, interesting is no. they, they don't see no, their hypocrisy. I guess it leads me back to the old saying I've known for years and years that uh, if your mind's, if their mind is made up, you should not try to confuse them with facts. Right, right. Well, I'm sorry it, to hear it, that. And we heard that all over during the time of Trump. All these people who it was always them who left, not on the right. You know, and I experience that in what I do. Like I've told you guys, I've been honest with you. In radio, it, it is so funny that I'm in it. I'm in radio and have been for a while now. And they tell me, and people believe that radio is, uh, at least talk radio, people is, um, you know, right wing. And, you know, WBCK, they're right wing. And the people who run radio are mostly music people because the music is still the bigger uh piece of the pie when it comes to radio they're on the left 
And it, it just I just chuckle when they say that. And the reason why these stations have people on the right on air is because they can sell them. If they if they could put a giraffe in in this studio, and I have ceilings high enough now that they can in this studio, and it would make sounds, and they would make the same amount of money, they do it. Because, well, it depends if it's cheaper to, to keep a giraffe than me. Um, it, because it's a business. It's not, they're not, the left puts politics in everything they do, in everything they see. When a business is a business to make money, that's what they're to employ people and make money, right? No, they think radio talk show uh, stations are there just to, uh, to put out the rights propaganda. Well, the left can put out their propaganda. The problem they have is no one listens to it. And that's why they can't put it out there because they can't make money. So most people who run radio are on the left. And I just chuckle when I say I, when they say, well, it's the right ring running radio. Yeah, okay. Again, it's just people showing you their uh, ignorance because they just don't know and they don't listen to the Live with Rank show, and then they would know. So sorry to hear that, Randy. Exactly. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, look, it, this, I was the best man in this in this guy's wedding. I can and, hear uh, the pain. I can hear the pain in your voice. You, you are very sad. Yeah, I, I miss it. I miss it, yes. Well, and, and it's have you ever tried to Trump, reach? Have you ever tried to reach out to them? Many times. No, yeah. via letter, yeah. not phone call. Write them an old-fashioned oh, letter. Oh no, I have not wrote them. Well, it sounds no, like maybe no. that's the only way you can do it. I, I'd give it a shot. Do your well, best you can because if they're not going to accept your phone calls, perhaps they'll accept uh, or read your letter. So. All right. Thanks for calling in, Randy. I appreciate that. Line just opened up 269-441-9595. You could hear it in his voice. It sounds uh, confused. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but confused because why? And maybe he gets it, but and wishing that that relationship was was, uh, still out there. It's too bad. When we come back... I'll tell you about this uh, bipartisan effort to change Michigan's term limits and require financial disclosures from lawmakers just launched two days ago. And who's supporting it or running it? Former House Speaker Jace Bolger, a Republican, and current Detroit Mayor Michael Dugan, a Democrat. That and more coming up right after this. To live with rank. Man, is that song. Whew, those words are even more there are even uh, better than I thought when I chose that song. Hate, hate, hate. And it's usually us on the right saying, don't hate yourself so much. Here, let me show you some hate. Here's one of the Facebook comments on my piece that's on the, I think it's on my flagship station's Facebook page, WBCKFM. Carrie writes, Strange Matter is a beloved, successful business and continues to being so. Lansing doesn't want liquored up, armed and racist MAGAs let loose in our city. My family was thankful for the heads up. We do not support LBC because our values are not aligned and we vote with our wallet. Well, great, Gary. That's all I'm saying for people to vote with their wallet. If that's what you want, and it, it's so 
perfect as an example of what I wrote. I couldn't have asked or dreamed of a better comment to be made by someone on the left. I said to my wife last night, I had to read it. I know this is kind of edgy. This was a, you know, I was tough. And I said, let me bring in um, the calmer half of our relationship. I said, please, you know, read this. Give me your thoughts. You know, was the, and there's stuff that she's like, I'd take that out. And I did because <laughs> I respect her and her thoughts. And I actually knew. I'm like, that one's kind of tough. Should I leave that one in there? You know, no, no. And I'm like, okay. And I said, you watch. People are going to explode. And this will happen or that will happen. This I didn't expect to be so perfect. So it's a person who believes in cancel culture. That's what I was saying. She's from the left. That's what I was saying. And she's filled of hate. Filled. This woman, Carrie, is filled of hate. If she is a woman, we never, you never know, but pictures and everything. Strange Manor is beloved sex festival business and continues to be so in Lansing. Okay. Now here's the hate. Lansing doesn't want liquored up, armed and racist megas let loose in our city. Oh, but Carrie, you were okay with caffeined, uh, upped, armed and racist Black Lives Matter, Antifa people and counter protesters in your city, destroying your city. You were okay with that, Carrie? Did you take money out of your wallet to help those businesses they destroyed? How about in, in Grand Rapids? When your guys destroyed those business. Carrie, did you take money out of your wallet? Now, if any of you want to respond, please do it with kindness. Do not stoop to their devious descent into the evil, prime, primeval goo of cancel culture and hate. Now, back to Michigan business. Michigan lawmakers can do what? They can currently serve... Up to six years in the House, that's three two-year terms. And th and uh, eight years in the Senate, that's two four-year terms. The proposed constitutional amendment aims to shrink the maximum overtime in, uh, overall time in Lansing from 14 years to 12 years, but allow legislators to serve those years in either the House or the Senate. So six and eight is 14. So those of, you, those of you who do common core math, I just did it for you real quickly. So just put down your pencil. Stop trying to think about, you know, well, I got the 13. That's, uh, that's good enough. I, I get an A. It's 14. They want to reduce that to 12 years, but you can use all 12 years in the House or you can use all 12 years in the Senate, however you want to uh, do it. They say this change would be significant, potentially doubling the time Michigan House members can serve in the chamber from six to 12 years, but then lose the opportunity to run for the Senate. This article in the Detroit News said some term limit advocates were critical of the idea, contending it was a covert move to weaken the 30-year-old restrictions that have been controversial but faced serious challenges in recent years. Meanwhile, Michigan and Idaho are the only states without any form of financial disclosure for lawmakers to combat conflicts of interest. That is something I certainly believe in. Now, 
I think this is a, a proposal that should be discussed. We have a little bit of time here. What do you guys think? Two six nine four four one nine five nine five. Are you okay from them reducing him to fourteen to twelve? But they can spend all of that time in either the Senate or the House, or I, I assume. Uh, uh, one part of the other. I wonder, is it still do have to be two years every two? Yeah, I, guess, I assume it'd have to be every two years and four for the Senate. So you can do eight years in the House and four in the Senate. I know Jace very well. He's been on the show quite often and well, it's been a while, um, but I'll have him come on to uh, talk about this. This financial disclosure is good because they don't have to give financial disclosures and only Michigan and Idaho are the only states that you don't have to do that. Bolger said in a statement, this is our opportunity to drive change and accountability in Lansing and beyond. By requiring financial disclosures and strengthening term limits, we can drive a level of transparency and accountability in Michigan that will best serve the hardworking men and women across our state for years to come, end quote. Well, I mean, it's true. Yes, they would spend 12 years in the House or the Senate, but if they kept getting reelected three times in the House and twice in the Senate here in Michigan, it would be 14 years. It says under this new proposal, state officials or office holders would have to file an annual financial disclosure report and periodic transaction reports with the Secretary of State's office. So we'll have to have Jason speak to him about this and get more of uh, deeper of his thoughts and others. 269-441-9595. A teacher, Florida Democrat, Senate hopeful. So he's running for the Senate in Florida against Rubio. Slammed a student to the ground. Also tormented female colleagues who said his behavior made them very uncomfortable. And this is who they're backing, the Democrats, in Florida, because they care. They care about people. He did slam the guy to the ground, the, the kid to the ground. It's interesting that he also made female colleagues uncomfortable, and the, the left is supporting him against Rubio. Yesterday, I told you that Nancy Pelosi came out in an interview before the State of the Union address and said that people don't, the ratings are poor for Biden because people don't understand what he's done for them. Remember, you're the stupid ones who do not understand what he's done for you. And it appears that's going to be their talking point. Because yesterday, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain said this. I can tell you is that the economy comes back first and voters internalize that second. Uh, they, they, they need to see that the positive signs they're seeing aren't just temporary. They need to see that they really reflect where we're going as a country. They need to see that really that growth will be shared widely. Uh, they need to see that that growth is lasting. That's just him using better words to say they just don't realize it yet. How great Biden's policies and the Democrats' policies have been for them. Also, 
little fun. Let's have a little fun here. Here's Sheila Jackson Brown. She's a congresswoman and has been something's wrong with the people in Houston. They keep voting her in Houston, Texas. She's uh, one of those people who's really full of hate and lashes out at everybody. And she's a black woman that sees everything in color. She went two years ago, and this is what I, I mean, all that, put that aside. Think about the, the brilliance of this woman that they keep electing. Years ago, she went to a NASA site, and that's when the Mars rover was trucking around Mars. And she asked, this is a congresswoman, she asked for the, uh, if they could drive the Mars rover over to where the Americans planted the flag. On Mars. So to put this in context, this is the person we're talking about. She actually heads a committee. Oh, by the way, she's also someone who in the past and currently asked people to film cops all the time. Listen to her uh, berating a mother in front of her committee. Uh, in ways that we can try and fix. We are problem solvers. We are grateful that the courts have responded to perceived discrimination. Uh, But in any event, what I would uh, clearly say, and you need to put down your camera, please. You need to put down your camera. You need to put down your camera. It's a public hearing. I understand that, but I need the witness. Why do I have to put down my camera? Because I'm already on video, so I don't need to be on yours. Is that a committee? I mean, this is free speech. There's not a rule on that, right? So now someone's talking to her in the ear saying, hey, dumb, dumb, you can't say that to her. I've asked respectfully, and you choose not to be respectful, and so I will allow you to continue on. Thank you so very much. But in any... So you... All of you, film the cops, film the cops. Don't you dare film me. Listening to the Live with the Rank Show. Appreciate that. Hey, tomorrow's Free Speech Friday. You guys can drive the content of the show if you would like. When I get down to the end, these last segments, I always wonder what to, uh, I don't want to open any big discussions because then if you did want to call in, you don't have uh, much of an opportunity uh, to call in. When it comes to what's happening in Russia and Ukraine, as far as, Part uh, prior to the show, uh, they're still surrounding the cities. They're still uh, going after them. It appears they could be using bombs like cluster bombs and and thermal barrack. I think they said bombs that are are really not supposed to be used. It's getting uglier and uglier. Uh, the question I always has an open question: Where do you want? What do you want us to do? There's people out there who are literally calling for us to go to war with Russia. Now, because if you want a fly zone, a no-fly zone, we're going to go to war with Russia because we'll be shooting down one of their planes or they'll shoot down one of ours or both. It will happen. And then what? Well, then it's more than likely World War III. Unless the Russian generals over there just basically take over, get rid of Putin, and install someone else there, and I doubt that's going to happen. One of my favorite people to listen to is Victor Davis Hanson. 
I have not had him on the show for a couple of years now, maybe or a year. I got to see if he can get him back on. Last night he was on uh, a, a show and he talked about well this whole situation, what's happening in in Ukraine with Russia, and he you know he comes from a history background. So I thought I'd play that for you this last segment and get someone else's uh, very astute thoughts on this. So here's Victor Davis Hanson. Well, I don't think Putin cares. I think you're right, um, Sean. I think he feels that a year from now, if he's successful, people will not worry about the brutality. They'll think, wow, he absorbed the entire Ukraine. He did what no other Russian would dare to do. He feels, I don't think he's right, but he feels that Germany will start buying oil and gas and NATO will be back to being NATO. So he's, he's going to go all out because he thinks the ends uh, justify the means and he's very pessimistic about human nature. And, you know, this is a very strange war, Sean. When we look at the Middle East wars or our Iraq or Afghanistan or perhaps the Balkan War in the 90s, thousands of reporters flocked into the war zone. We had all the major news outlets. We had more news than we can absorb, but we have almost a blackout. It's just, it's inexplicable. We have this kind of the state world stage that's watching this convoy. We hear there's 12,000 javelins on the way. We have no idea where they are, whether they're out of javelins, whether they need more, whether they're in the hills ready to strike. We have no idea about the surface missiles. Uh, it's, it's very strange and it's a paradigm. We're watching a, a, a global paradigm shift because China's watching this and they're thinking to themselves, Wait a minute, is there any chance that the Taiwanese would fight like the Ukrainians? Is there any chance that the Western world would have that confidence again to isolate, ostracize, alienate us from all the world financial, cultural, economic levers of power and do to us what they're doing to Russia right now? Is there any chance that Australia, Japan, South Korea, uh, the United States would pour javelins into, and, and they're not sure of that answer. So what Mr. Zelensky, and he's become the global hero against this, his antithesis Putin, who's in a bunker trying to assassinate him, while he's out with hardly any resources defiantly challenging uh, Putin. And the, and the Chinese are saying, is there going to be somebody in Taiwan like that? And if that is true, and they survive, it's going to be very important in deterring China. And then there's Sean, there's a dialogue inside the West right now. People are, are saying in Europe, NATO, the EU, Sweden, Finland, they're saying, did we really cause this? Was our sort, this self-righteous, sanctimonious idea about green power, does that get people killed? Does that hurt our own middle classes who can't keep warm and drive? Can't we transition in a more rational fashion? Do we really want to wake our military up and not emphasize military readiness? Does that get people killed? Do but things like Afghanistan, that humiliation, have consequences? So there's a dialogue under the West, and I, I think in a very weird way, there's some reason for optimism. Nobody expected Ukraine to last this long. China is obviously watching this, and they're puzzled by it. And I never thought in my entire life, Sean, I would hear the Chancellor of Germany give a speech like he did, and I just wish that Biden had given half of that. And well, it would have been much I, easier for problem, Joe Biden Victor, to, to question our energy policy than the Germans. It's even worse than that. I think he looks at Joe Biden and he said this was the man. I mean, he's threatening Europe right now and the West in general with nuclear warfare. And he's thinking, you know what? 
on a hot mic in Seoul, South Korea, uh, Barack Obama just dismantled uh, any idea of missile defense in Eastern Europe. That would have come in handy right now, and we and we didn't have to give anything for it other than to behave for a year and before we went into Crimea in Ukraine. And he says, you know, Joe Biden came over to me and said, I'm not going to, uh, if you're going to hack, don't hack these 16 entities. And then Joe Biden called me a killer and a thug, but he begged me to pump oil. And this is the people who, uh, you know, went out of Afghanistan. So he's, he's very happy. He says, uh, I don't, they have no credibility. But it doesn't mean that Joe Biden is the West, is what I'm saying. And there were people in Germany that were in control. The Greens were in control. But we're starting to see a recalibration in the West, I think, in, in our 11th hour, Sean, of cultural decline and political inactivity and inertia. And I think we're going to see something like happening in Germany in these midterms. If people get out and vote and said, I reject cutting back on oil and gas because I care about the American people's ability to drive, to keep warm. And I also care about us endangering other people worldwide that have to depend on it. And I'm not going to take it anymore. Or I'm going to make sure that our military deters people rather than tries to become a school of social justice and equity and diversion and inclusion. And I think that'll send a powerful message. But right now, the key thing that we're all watching is, can the Ukrainians hang on? And we didn't expect this, but their fate is affecting a lot of other global issues. And if they can hang on, it's going to be send a powerful message to us in the West to regroup and rethink and get back to our values. And the people in China as well will say, I don't think that I quite want to go into Taiwan now. Isn't that interesting? If they can hold on, there's a lot more at stake. And that's one of the main reasons I wanted to play that for you, thinking in the bigger picture. Big question is if there's an awful lot against them. Alan wrote me yesterday. If you remember yesterday, I said I found it interesting that Manchin sat with the Republicans during the State of the Union address. I'd never seen where a Democrat or Republican sat with the other side. And I said they did that for a purpose, definitely. He did it for a purpose. Alan writes this. Hi, Rank. I'm a truck driver from the Fort Wayne area and travel to Michigan a few days a week, so I listen when I can. Jim Banks is my house rep. He said on a local show this morning after the address that Nancy Pelosi had assigned seating for everybody in the chapter chamber, Jim said he'd never seen that before. That would explain why Joe Manchin was sitting around the GOP members. That's where Pelosi put him. I Maybe... Why would she do that? She did it for a political move. I can't find any reporting on that, but I wanted to let you guys know that. Thanks, everybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 9 a.m. You listen live with Rank.